And the funny part of it all to me is about a week and a half before I came to South Carolina, I was broken up with, I was heartbroken, and then I was thrown into this solitude of this six-month period of having nothing but to rely on God. And a week before I'm about to leave South Carolina, because the six months is over, I am now understanding what that spiritual growth was that I had asked for. And my mind is blown. And welcome back to another episode of The Breakthrough Room. I'm your host, Christine, and today I'm going to be talking about something that is probably my most vulnerable story to date, and it's about my faith. So I don't really share my faith that openly. Um, Reason for it, I think it's because I've been uncomfortable with that idea, Um, but not because I think there's something wrong with publicly discussing your faith, but because I'm uncomfortable in my relationship with God. However, I've had such a transformation and revelation uh, in the past week. Well, not in the full past week. It's more of like I connected the dots in the past week and my mind is blown. And I I really want to share this. So real quick, before we get into what my life has been like in the last six months, I I was raised Catholic and My mom was the one in the family that brought us to church, that brought us to the Sunday classes, that, you know, made us do our sacraments. My dad believed in God, but just kind of was like, okay, if I need to go to church, I'll go to church. Never, it was never really a discussion in my household. It was more so something that we did outside of the house and my mom made us do it. I always believed in a God. Um, At that time in my life, I didn't really understand what I was believing in, but I knew I believed. I didn't really understand why I was saying certain prayers and why I was doing certain rituals. I just was told. I was also a child. And this isn't, um, this is my experience of being a Catholic. So this isn't about Catholicism in general. Um, I just didn't really know what it was that I was doing, but I knew I believed and I fully like naively just went along. And when my mom got sick, I was so angry with God, just as many people have been when something bad happens in their life. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I don't believe in God because God would never do this to me or my family. And that was in that was when I was 13. So then going into teenage years, I just would say I don't believe in God. And I really did, though. I, I just didn't want to say God. Like, I didn't want to give him that power. And then around late high school and college, I started to say, like, the universe and higher power and that I, I felt connected to a higher power, but I didn't know who he or she was. I I just did not want to acknowledge that it was God. In my adult years in Arizona, I I started saying God, but I did not know what that meant. I was not comfortable at that time associating God with a religion, so I didn't really consider myself to follow any kind of religion. If anything, I would say I was spiritual. Uh, which we have such vague 
vague titles and classifications of this stuff. But that was just my way of not fully accepting, not fully accepting God. I can't quite tell you when it changed for me, but I, you know, I had Christian friends, I had Mormon friends, I had spiritual friends. Um, none of my friends really, really, we never really spoke about our, our faith. And I may have had friends invite me to church, Christian friends invite me to church time to time. But if they did, I certainly was not going to go. I just was not comfortable. And truthfully, I, Christianity has such a stigma or a, a, a hypocritical stigma that I really did not like that being a liberal or it's not even a liberal as far as political beliefs, uh, just socially, I have more liberal beliefs. And I really struggled with that concept. So I was like, I will never be a Christian. I could never. Um, so I, I didn't identify with a religion and I had Christian friends and they never asked me, you know, they never pushed me, if you will. And I, you know, sometime in the year 2019, 2019, I just felt this desire to connect with God and understand who he was. And I was looking at different religions. I was looking at Judaism. I was looking at Buddhism, which quite frankly, at that time, Buddhism, I connected to most to. The only thing is they don't believe in God. And I knew I did. So that was a bummer. Um, I was just really just exploring different religions to see where do I fit in. And it's funny because one day I just turned to my friend and I said, hey, can I go to church with you? And she was a Christian or is a Christian. And she's like, yeah. And I went to that church. I heard the pastor talk and I just knew that's where I needed to be. And it was a very overwhelming experience finding that. Um, very emotional in a really good way. And I was blessed to have friends that I could talk to that spoke to me in a way that encouraged me to learn. I think some of the things that people fear when you do talk to Christians is that they will push their faith. And don't get me wrong, I did have friends that were pushing their faith, their belief, their moral codes based off of you know, what they said, the Bible said, and I am not someone that can be pushed. I am very, very resistant to that. But I do have friends that I could ask questions and they would just answer. You know, I I still have a girlfriend. I mean, I literally just asked her, you know, do you ever feel guilty for desiring things that is not in the plan that God has for you? And, you know, and she'll just answer, um, you know, no, this is what the Bible says. This is what we're human, blah, blah, blah. So it it was never like I have those relationships where it was never a matter of uh, pushing the faith on me. It was allowing me to learn and I was able to go to them with questions. And and I was I'm really grateful for that. And because of that, I was able to to move confidently in this direction. And I did actually have a liberal friend. And so we had those conversations of how do you be a Christian when you have liberal views, social views? Um, because I, I do. I support a lot of the social views that are in contradiction to 
I don't know if it's the Bible because I don't, I can't speak confidently on that, but I can say it's contradicting what human Christians say they believe in. The one thing I had to get around was that hypocrisy that I felt with Christianity that I did not want to be labeled at. That is not God, that's people. And and so I had to just really come to terms with that that thing that I don't that I say I don't like, that thing that scares me to be a part of. That's people. That's not the relationship with God. That's not God's love. So anyway, I make the full commitment. I get baptized shortly after I find God. Up until then, I it's not that I've wavered in my relationship, but it's like I'll have a season where I'm more interested in getting to know him and a season where I'm like, all right, you can go chill back there. I'll get back to you later. And I think that's that's common for a lot of people. And when I left Arizona, and I went to Miami, I was full of distractions, all in the best way. Like I have no complaints whatsoever. And it's interesting because I started dating someone who did not believe in God at all. And I always believed that I could date someone or be in a relationship or married or have children with someone who had a different faith than me. And I based that off the fact that in my household, my dad didn't really talk about God, but he didn't sway my mom to do something one way or another. I do recognize that he was still of a Catholic background, so he was familiar with it and he did believe in God. So there is a slight difference. But in my head, I was like, as long as there's a respect and understanding of these are our faiths and we can share this, um, then, you know, we should be fine. I'm sure it works for some. But in this particular relationship is when I recognize that I don't know if that's actually true and I don't know if that's actually what I want. But when I met this person, I was in a place where I was wondering, do I believe this still? I didn't fully say I don't. I didn't look for ways to prove that I don't. I just started having those questions. Do I still believe this? And this person who did not believe in God, who was an, well, yeah, I mean, pretty much he was an atheist. Um, he started making comments, essentially how believing in God is stupid. And he wasn't that type of person that just didn't believe in God and doesn't understand why you do and then called it a day and didn't care, right? He was that type of person that wanted to make you not believe in God, wanted to make you doubt Christianity, which that's just a level of disrespect. If I'm not forcing you to believe in God, why are you trying to convince me to not? Like, who does that hurt? Who does it hurt for me to believe in God? But that was the type of person he was. And I didn't see it when I was with him. And I'm so grateful he was removed from my life. But so now I'm, you know, I'm in this space, though, where I am wondering, do I still believe in God? And I just so happen to be dating someone who is encouraging those thoughts unknowingly because I didn't have those. I didn't vocalize those thoughts with him. Thankfully, I didn't. So he ends and I recognize after that, I wanted to kind of explore my spirituality again. I wanted to grow in that, but I didn't know what that meant. I was meditating. I was reading. I had my Bible that I did not open up. I had my devotional book that I would open up, but I didn't really resonate. I was I was still kind of pushing away Christianity, but I knew that I wanted to grow spiritually. And I made the decision to leave Miami And I was like, I'm going to go somewhere that promotes spiritual growth. 
I have no clue what that meant. No clue. I just said that. That's what I wanted. I mean, what does that look like? You go somewhere that promotes spiritual growth. I wasn't going to a convent. Like I wasn't going on a retreat. I was just moving to another city. What does that mean? Who knows? Who knows? I didn't even know. I didn't even ask questions. I just went with it. So I find Greenville, South Carolina. I knew I wanted nature, which is another weird part because I'm not a nature person. I literally, I love the nature that's here, but I'm good after, you know, 30 minutes, maybe less. So I knew I wanted that. And I find Greenville, South Carolina. I'm like, cool, that's my next adventure. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to go on this spiritual growth. I'm going to sit on a mountaintop and do headstands and meditate and chant and march around a fire naked. Like, I I didn't know what I was going to do, but you know, this is what spiritual growth is probably going to look like. It's going to be all dandelions and butterflies. Well, before I left, because I was still in Miami at that point when I made the decision, before I left, I started meeting, I started dating someone else. And he was a, he, he was long distance. He was a best friend of one of my best friends. So it, it's definitely not something I was seeking out, but it just kind of happened. And I had never in my life felt those kind of feelings for someone. I cared for this person in such a way that like overwhelmed me. Um, we, I really felt like I had such a friendship with this person that like it was just so unique and it was so different and it was so easy. And while it wasn't long, it it felt so pure and secure and safe and loving. But that didn't work out. Now, the thing about this man is that he was a Christian man. And I remember asking him a little bit about his faith, but not enough because I was still kind of like, I don't really know. I wasn't wasn't closed from Christianity because I did still believe in God. I just had my thoughts. And he had told me a couple things of how he lives his life and how he incorporates faith. And I just kind of nodded. And in the back of my head, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of nice. So he was kind of intriguing my interest of Christianity again. But when it didn't work out, it was about a week, a little over a week before I moved to Greenville, South Carolina. And I was just, I was just heartbroken. I've never felt that kind of heartbreak for any ending of a relationship. I was absolutely crushed. So here I am going to South Carolina. I'm not going to say it's in the middle of nowhere, but in comparison, it's in the middle of nowhere from everywhere I've lived. And I'm going to a place where I said I wanted my spiritual growth, where it's very quiet, it's free of the distractions that would distract me, and I am heartbroken, and the only thing I have is to talk to God, because I have nothing else over here. I don't have my family, I don't have friends, it's not easy to meet people over here, the demographic over here does not... It's not tailored to a 35-year-old woman, single. Like, it's just not. And I'm just, I'm just devastated. So I'm like, well, I did not think spiritual growth was going to hurt like this. And I did recognize pretty early on that if it wasn't for this breakup and the timing of it, I would have never been forced to be pushed in the direction of God. You know, that was all I had. And if I had that relationship, I don't think I would have 
found my way back. Not at that time, at least. So in South Carolina is when I started to get into my morning rituals. It was my attempt to try to soothe myself from this heartbreak that quite frankly, if I'm being honest, it still impacts me today. I still I still care about this person, you know? But in my effort to, you know, move on from that, because listen, like I'm in a studio by myself. I can't sit here and cry all day. I started getting into my morning rituals. I started going on my walks. I started art journaling and meditating and playing soothing sounds and certain types of music that really just calmed me. I started reading my devotionals again and listening to sermons. And I was doing this all in the morning before work at different times. But Each thing brought me such a a sense of peace and overwhelming comfort. On my Instagram, I don't remember exactly how long ago it was, I took a picture of this road that I drive down. And on the in the caption in my story, I said that I feel so protected on this road. There is something here. There is a presence here. And I feel so protected. And I've felt that feeling carry over with me in different areas, especially when I'm out in nature. When I'm out in nature now, I feel this warmth come over me. I I wish I could really describe what's happening, but there is something in my body that I feel so protected when I'm out in nature. The greenery is so vibrant. The noises of the nature and the animals, it's just, I hear it all. I just, when I look into the woods, I'm in awe. Those moments for me when I'm in that environment, I'm in absolute just awe and and peace. When I'm doing my art journaling, I, I've, I'm i a very creative person. and But with art journaling, in this period that I've been doing it, I've never once beat myself up over something. I've just done. I've just, I've just painted. I just created. I didn't have a plan and I don't know how it comes together and it does, but it's such a peaceful experience. Same with the music, same with the solitude. I have actually been in such peace in being alone and I've, oh, I am a bit of a loner. Let's not get that confused. It's not that being alone is that weird for me, but this level of alone is so different. I mean, I have literally sat in silence. I have laid in my bed, stared at my ceiling and just laid in silence and I'd let thoughts race. I wouldn't think. I just never felt that kind of comfort. And in my morning ritual episode, I remember saying that I don't know if I really want to share this with a partner. And I've thought this. I've thought about this. I'm like, How would that work? Why do you feel this way? Are you just being super protective of your independence and you're afraid to be vulnerable? So now you don't want to share your morning ritual. And I didn't have an answer at that point, but I just knew. I just, I was like, there's something about this that I really, really want to keep. In this time as well, where I'm doing all of this, I go back to school for therapy, which is something I've thought about for a very long time. And I actually found myself at a Christian university, which would have never considered. Truthfully, even when I applied, I was excited to apply to it, but 
I didn't seek out a Christian university. Like it's not my cat is in the background there. She's saying hello. Oh my God. I didn't seek it out. It just kind of all fell into my lap. So that's been for the most part, my experience in the last six months in a very watered down, watered down explanation. Okay, so where this all comes together now is to present day. I have to take my next block of classes, right? And I have to take some theology classes for my degree. And right now I'm in my elective phase, so I can't start my core classes until June, I believe. So right now I'm just taking my electives until I get until I'm able to actually start the program. And I just needed to take whatever I could take. Like literally, I wasn't being picky with my electives. I was like, what's available? Sign me up. Like, let's let's go. I take this class. I signed up for this class called Spiritual Formations. I was like, I have no clue what this is. Cool. Great. Let's let's go. Starts January. Down. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, I read the description. I could not understand. I don't know what it was. Listen, my reading of comprehension is not the best at times, but like, I don't honestly know why I didn't know what this class was about because I joined the class. I look at the syllabus. It's about spiritual growth. It's about your spiritual growth on a personal and professional level. Like every week is about developing your spirituality and understanding it from multiple different points of views because when you work with different clients, they're not all going to share the same faith as you. So I'm like, Christine, Christine, like this is this is your jam right here. You have literally been saying, you know, this is what you've been wanting to go through for the last six months. You've been seeking this out and you signed up for a class because you needed the credit and it's a spiritual growth class. That's funny, God. You're funny. But here's where the dots really start to come together. I take my, I do my first week's assignment. And in the first week's assignment, we are learning about the nine spiritual pathways. To simplify it for those who are not of a Christian or a religious faith or background, think of it as your love language. How do you receive and give love? That's essentially the easiest translation to explain the sacred pathways. There are different ways in which people connect to God, and some people don't connect in the same type of way. The very first one, and you take this, and like in this class, you take a quiz to really see where you're at. The very first one that is high on my list is a naturalist. And that is all about being in nature. And it's not about being a nature person. It's about the experience and the feeling of connecting with something in nature. And as I said earlier, I've had such an overwhelming comfort, this overwhelming place of belonging when I've been in nature. The next one that I relate to high on the list is ascetic. Ascetic is essentially solitude, silence and solitude and meditation and they, there was, what's funny is I'm reading this and I am like, oh my God, this is me. This is me. And there's a paragraph in there that says like, yeah, some families may decide nobody talks before breakfast, like once a month or once a week. And they use that time to connect with God. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I said, I don't want to share my morning ritual. Like this is, this is like what I've been saying that I'm going to do. 
And then the last one that I, there's nine of them, but the last one that I also resonate with, not as high as those two, but high enough is Sensate. And that's using your senses. They talked a lot about art, music, um, taste, feel. It's using all your senses in connecting with God. The epiphany I had was I asked for spiritual growth. I had no clue what that meant, what that would look like. And I've been experiencing not just talking to God and being forced to rely on him because I was heartbreaking, but I've been experiencing his presence in nature, in the solitude, in the art. This entire time, this peaceful feeling I have, this comforting feeling I've been having, this feeling of protection has been my connection with him in these things that I've been doing and I've been drawn to them. I wasn't a person that loved to go on walks. Yes, I love to be creative, but did I ever think to art journal? Absolutely not. Like, did I ever meditate before? Nope. Tried it many times, failed. So I was just pulled into this direction. I was called to do these things, not understanding that every single day that had gone by in this six-month period, I was experiencing my growth, my connection with God. And the funny part of it all to me is about a week and a half before I came to South Carolina, I was broken up with, I was heartbroken, and then I was thrown into this solitude of this six-month period of having nothing but to rely on God. And a week before I'm about to leave South Carolina, because the six months is over, I am now understanding what that spiritual growth was that I had asked for. And my mind is blown. So it's really just amazing in how things just play out. And you don't really know what it is that you're asking for. You don't really know. You think you know something. You think you know what you wanted or how that would look. Like literally, I honestly thought like, okay, if you were to ask me, what does spiritual growth look like in your next six months, Christine? What are you going to do in South Carolina? I would be like, I don't know, like yoga, right? I, I didn't really know. I thought it would be harmony, peaceful, fun. No, it's 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 been difficult because I've been heartbroken. But that heartbreak pushed me over here. And now that I'm leaving, I understand it. I understand it all. Well, not all. I understand it to the best of my ability on as a human being on this earth. There's, there's obviously more to it that I can't see. But I wanted to share that with you because... First of all, it was really exciting for me to connect all these pieces. And actually, if you're listening to this episode, I am no longer in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm starting another another exciting chapter in a new beautiful city. And I am excited to see and be out of this isolation and see how I can now take what I have learned and operate in this world in my relationship with God and continue to grow on it. So I'm grateful for it as difficult as it was because I wouldn't be able to share this story and I wouldn't be able to 
feel closer to God if it wasn't for this story. So thank you so much for listening. And if you guys have any similar stories or experiences where you felt God's presence and how he he just brought everything together in your life, I would really love to hear about it. So please hit me up on Instagram at hey, it's Christine. Christine is spelled with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. And there is an underscore after that. So hey, it's Christine underscore. I will talk to you next week. Thank you.